0: Good morning, y'all. So today, I get the honor of talking to uh, another member from the gym. He is a friend of mine. He is an entrepreneur. Um, He was a CrossFit Games competitor in 2015. And he is the founder of a local, uh, started off local, but now is a national um, franchised uh, business called Massage Heights. It is the spa business. And um, So I'm trying to get an idea of how he became an entrepreneur Where his endeavors took him and what he's up to now. So please welcome Wayne Evans Wayne howdy hey, what's going on? Just a uh, real quick
1: co-founder of that business. My wife and I did it together. Gotcha. So
0: So we were talking about your um, What you did before and how you became like an entrepreneur what got you into that but to start um one thing I've noticed with other people in the gym and yourself is you're very driven. Obviously, you made the CrossFit games. Um, I want to ask did that start at a young age? Like, where did you grow up? Yes. Well,
1: um, I don't like talking to myself about myself to begin with, <laughs> but I credit a lot of other people with my success. And I grew up with a. Uh, with four brothers my my, uh my mom and dad and i had three older brothers so you can imagine what that was like Uh um and they uh seeing their successes they were all athletes uh military my dad was military and seeing that kind of drove me to be better uh always competing against them which i never could win you know Uh we played football and they actually used me for the football so so, (laughs) dad would always say toughen up you know but uh you know just Just having that environment being around that on a daily basis, you know on weekends or whenever we played sports It was always really competitive. Mm -hmm. My older brothers were always competitive played college sports and uh, You know uh, having a dad that was military kind of always pushed us, you know to do the right thing uh, be respectful um, uh, Play hard but play safe, (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. that goes but Always work. from a young age man. That doesn't work remember. well when
0: you have three brothers. right? play safe. <laughs> no Not at all. So were you always from Texas?
1: Yes born and raised
0: here in San Antonio? Uh,
1: yes, uh, I was actually born in Seguin okay, and grew up uh, in a small town uh, In between Seguin and San Marcos called Geronimo went to school at Navarro high school Uh-huh back then it was a class a school. I think it's probably four a it grew pretty fast Um. And you know it was it was smaller, uh, more confined. Everybody knew everybody. Parents knew each other. So it wasn't like you know, if we got in trouble. Everybody knew about it. Yeah. Did something good. Everybody knew about it. Uh, real small community, like-minded people, much like the box. Yeah, um, you know, uh, sure. it was wonderful. I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for
0: anything else. You lived anywhere else or no?
1: No, that's
0: it. So have um, what about high school? Where'd you go? Oh, you said you went. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Did you go to college?
1: Yes. Where did you go to college? I ended up going to college at Southwest Texas State, which is now Texas State. And I uh, was fortunate enough to get a track scholarship to pay for my school. Ah, so what sports and, uh, did you play? I Well, in high school, I played every sport because it was such okay. a small school. Um, played football, basketball, baseball up until my junior <clears throat> year. And then it was just football, uh, basketball, and track. Um, did really good in, in track in high school, which earned me the chance to get my school paid for yeah. in Southwest. So. That was uh that was nice. You've helped always out been a lot. Say that again. As I said helped out a lot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and had much money growing up.
0: Okay, so you grew up in like uh, your parents
1: they're educators. So my okay. mom
0: worked at the university, was a
1: uh assistant registrar so she was like in charge of registration each semester for the university. My dad was a school teacher coach. And this um, was after
0: his military experience. Yes. Yeah. What branch was he in? He was in, in the navy. Ah, right? uh, okay. Yeah, and he was uh
1: Always into sports, he boxed a lot when he was younger. Um, he loved
0: working with kids, loved coaching. Uh-huh. So what? What did you study in college? You want education? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. I got an education, a BS in education, uh, and uh, ran ran four, went to school five years. I broke my arm my sophomore year um, during track uh, track meet, and then uh, ended up. Uh, Being uh, graduated in May of 85, which had been about four and a half years.
0: How does that happen? Break your arm at a track? Uh, I was actually, I was a pole vaulter.
1: I went to school. Uh I got a scholarship for pole vaulting and uh, ended up doing decathlon my junior and senior year because pole vaulting just wasn't enough. So I got this great idea, maybe try 10 events instead of one. Uh But uh, just actually over, I, I planted a little under, I don't know. Kind of makes sense to you if you're not familiar with pole vaulting, but I, I ended up falling short from about 17, 16, 17 feet and then I on my, broke my fall with my hands.
0: Oh my God. So you didn't land that. on the mat.
1: No, I missed it. So I've done that a few times, but Christ. this was pretty, but this was pretty bad. So yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel too good, but it, was, it is what it is.
0: Okay. So here's a question for you. Um, so the competitive level, I feel like um, we are consistently getting better as humans. And so... Watching track now, what is the level of competition from when you were in track? Has it grown significantly, or? Oh my gosh, yes. It's, uh,
1: I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, it's it's totally different. I mean, the, the athletes these days are just, I mean, you, you see it in every sport. Yeah. You know, football's getting, you know, uh, guys are getting bigger, stronger, track athletes getting faster, there was a kid I call him a kid. He's 20 years old, but he just uh, broke the world record in the pole vault. He, so he jumped 20 uh, feet two inches, and he's a young kid. He's 20 years old, yeah, you know, yeah. From, from Louisiana, and uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's just it's it's I don't know how much further it can go for you real. Know, to how, how the uh, the human body can be pushed, you know.
0: You know what I think? I think we should have a I think we should have a a, a like a, a category in the Olympics. Where there's no rules as far as drugs go, like to just see, you know, like let's just see how how crazy humans can get, how strong we can right. get, how fast we can get. Like, let's just make superhumans. Yeah. That would be easy to do. Yeah, putting them sure. there. There's already people there's doing That would dare steroids too. Steroids you know? and all that yeah, stuff. For sure. So, what are you up to nowadays? Man, just working. My wife and I running
1: the business, and and yep. uh, you know, we've got uh, a lot of work to do on a, on a daily basis, and. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's always it's good and bad. I mean, you 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 know, you have uh, we have a hundred uh, have a hundred over a hundred forty five locations, but then you, we got about eighty different owners. Some of them own multiple locations, and eighty different people that are entrepreneurs are kind of hard to manage sometimes. I bet. So, Yeah, and we have our challenges. You know, it's been good and bad, but uh-huh. for the most part, it's good. We've been
0: very blessed. So you were an educator. You taught at a high school. Yeah. Okay. What did you teach? Uh, history and uh, health ed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. What did you teach in history? Uh, Texas history. Oh, okay. A uh, little bit. Yeah. I just read a book, um, "The uh, Empire of the Summer Moon." It talks about the Comanche Indians here in South Texas. You wonderful. Know,
1: a lot of lot of kids, when you know, when I was teaching school, we were like, "Why do we have to learn history? Why do we?" Uh, yeah. History's amazing. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't know. You wouldn't know what we are now. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, if we didn't have it or you didn't learn about it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. It was
0: interesting. Really, really good. A lot of fun. Crazy to think that, like, the Comanche Indians and just Indians in general roamed all this Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. People don't realize that. Yeah. And there's they a don't part... understand it. There's a part in the book that talks about how they, when they got the horses, they learned <clears throat> to break them, they learned to breed them, and then they essentially just took over. And um, they were so good at riding their horses that they would lean over the side of the horse and use the horse as a body shield mm-hmm. and shoot arrows from under the yep, horse's from under neck. Under the horse's neck. Yeah. Arrows and guns. Yeah. Yeah. And then they got a the six, six shooter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. You know Michelle is a history teacher as well. Michelle Brown, she's from the box. Okay, she's oh, a five thirty AM but yeah, she's a teacher as well. She was telling me about um she does like world history so she talks she teaches like about, you know, other countries and all yeah. that stuff. It's Some, stuff is fascinating
1: My dad was a history teacher too So that's where Pretty much that came from
0: So In after case. teaching You got into the gym business You were saying
1: Yes Well no I went Went on Out of, out of college Went on to teach school For five years okay. Coach And then uh, From there Got into the uh, Entrepreneurship with, uh, with Massage Heights Founding Massage Heights With my wife
0: Okay so that was right uh, after I'm, you I'm
1: sorry we, School And then gym business Then after the gym business Into the entrepreneurship
0: so how did you? Why did you decide to like take that leap? What what took you to that point?
1: Well, it's a long story short. We you know the gym business was great. Uh, what it for fourteen years managing? Uh, I was a regional uh, district manager. Uh, ran the ran one club for a while and then got promoted to a district manager running multiple clubs. What gym? Just do? training them. Bally's Total okay. Fitness. Back in the day, uh, they're not even around anymore. It's a long story, but. Uh, got out of that uh, our it's a, it's it's interesting how we started Massage Heights but we were I took my wife on a trip uh, and the kids over uh, I'd always take my vacation in between Christmas and New Year's uh, when I worked in the gym business each year because it was a slow time of the year right before January it kicked up but we uh, she always wanted to go to Sedona Arizona It's one of her places she always wanted to visit so we packed up we drove out there and uh we uh, her birthday falls in between Christmas and New Year's. So I got her a massage at the at the Hilton there in Sedona. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she you know which you know ended up costing a lot of money. You know a couple mm-hmm. hundred bucks. You know. Yeah. And wasn't good. So uh, we packed up on the way home. We were gonna uh, stop off at New Year's. We have some friends that uh, she went to high school and the, uh, her husband. I knew back from my first move to San Antonio in 85. Um, we stopped up at their house in Phoenix and it was a New Year's Eve party. And we, there was probably 10, 15 people there, neighbors and stuff, meet, met some people. And we met, uh, my wife met this girl that was in the massage business. Um, and she was explaining to her um, about how it was membership-based, kind of like the gym business, is membership-based, like I was in. and. Um, she thought it was real interesting, and and obviously it was. But she uh, she came and woke me up. This was late at night. Woke me up. Hey, I just was talking. To, her name was Sarah, and she was telling me about this business she's in. You got to listen to it. And I go, Hey, we'll talk about it tomorrow. You know, it's it's late. <laughs> so we left the next day on our way home. She told me all about it, and I said, Man, that sounds really, really good. Where you know, it's like a gym membership. You pay an X amount of money a yep. month to to use the gym. It, this business was a massage business. You paid you know a monthly membership fee and you get a massage for that and you can come back as much as you want and uh, for the same price and we were like wow that's that really is interesting Uh because massages were 150 bucks and you know uh, to charge I think at the time it was 30 bucks for an hour massage it was like wow that's really interesting I think everybody would do that you know so we researched it a little bit at the time there was a uh, she actually was selling her interest in the business that she was in, and moved to Dallas, and we did a lot of research when we got back for a few weeks, and and uh, we said, "Wow, we could do this." And I was at a, a point in my job with Bally; I'd already been moved three or four times to different regions to help out, and they were asking me to go to Atlanta, and you know, the kids were getting older. We had two kids at the time, and. I said, hey, you know what? Let's look into this. Maybe we can do this. I had a little money for stock options that the company had given me. And, From Valley, Yep, and had a good uh, 401k built up. So we decided to do it on our own and make our own little, you know, we, could, we looked at it and look at, thought we could do it better and, you yeah. know, uh, make it a little bit more inviting, a little bit more uh, soothing instead of so sterile. Uh, and we did it, and, I mean, here we are, man. It's It's been it's been challenging at times but oh for the most part it's been very 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 good
0: were you nervous like making that big leap? time yeah, yeah. Tell me, know, it's, like-
1: it's crazy you asked that because uh we talk about it all the time i think you know after we we pulled all our money together and and uh you know built this first location i think we had a couple thousand dollars left in the bank and it was like you know two kids a wife and you know you need to put food on the table and uh she kept her current job and and uh I left Bally they gave me they took care of me and and uh cuz I'd been there for 14 years so got into the, to this and just took it on and you know and and uh, uh grew it and and I, it it was a hit immediately overnight mm-hmm. you know people were coming from all different areas of town to get a 30 dollar massage you can believe it you know they were yeah. like oh well, what's going on in there for 30 bucks you know and and it was crazy it just it just, it just was going nuts. It was like a domino effect, man. We had we had to, people were just coming in in droves, trying to get you know, take advantage. And we we had eight, nine, ten therapists working and doing uh-huh. you know, at the time it was only a five room retreat, so we were doing probably the most we could do is probably forty five massages a day, and uh-huh. we were doing that many a day. And and the therapists were happy because they could stay busy. They were never busy like that before. Because every therapist you'd meet, they'd they'd be serving. Waiting tables and doing massages on the side instead of doing massages and waiting tables on the side. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So we give them full time work, and they thought we were like amazing. So it made a lot of people happy, including you? customers.
0: Where was your first location?
1: In Alamo Heights. Okay, uh, that's still open. Yes, it is. It's we recently. Well, not recently, but uh, we sold it a few years back to a franchisee, and she runs it now. And it's very successful.
0: Uh uh-huh. you know? did you have a mentor when you first opened your business or did you do research or
1: we researched it? Uh, <clears throat> didn't have a mentor. We had, uh, uh, I, I really respected, uh, our human resources director at, at, at Bally, the company I worked for Harold Morgan and I would always go to him for, for advice. And my wife's family was in business before. Um, and we learned a lot from there. And my wife, my wife knew a lot about business and, and, uh,
0: You know, we kind of put it all together, man. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. So, what what were some of the biggest hurdles in your first, uh, let's say, couple years? Because I'm assuming now you kind of have an idea of how things work. You know, how to work out kinks. I'm assuming you come up with problems every now and then, but
1: yeah, just uh, probably just trying to be more innovative, trying to trying to stay ahead of everything. You know, I mean, there's so many places now um, uh, that are offering. This type of program that we have, and um, you know, it's it's just you know the construction, the the, trying to trying to make things better as far as the aesthetics, you know, looking the retreat, trying to make it more inviting, trying Mm -hmm. to offer more um, add ons, you know, trying to uh, figure
0: out what the people really want and 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 making them happy, you know. Were were there any issues where you thought potentially like this could? stop us from progressing when you first started or was it always like always busy you always had a client it was always busy uh you know you, you of course you always have that
1: you know it it's, it was really interesting because i know when i was a kid whenever i heard the word massage or massage place or parlor it was like you stayed away from those places Why you know, is that? because it was sexual Mm. you got to remember I grew up in the 70s you know early 70s I, I was born in the 60s so it's like back then you know when people talked about massage I thought you know I didn't know any better that was just you know, don't go there because you know what happens there you know it's kind of crazy <laughs> but, and then to now it's to to see it become more mainstream and, and people using it for all kind of issues now I mean you can just I mean I could name a ton of benefits from massage. I think everybody knows that. Yeah. And to make it more mainstream, make it more affordable. That's why people didn't do it much yeah. in the past because it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. But you make it more affordable, people would do it more often. And there's so many health benefits to it. It was like there was people coming in from, you know, fibromyalgia. They would come in with high blood pressure. They'd come in with so much pain. Never knew that people suffered so much in pain until we got in this business. It mm. was like my gosh, I think it was probably two or three out of five that would come in because of back pain or mm-hmm. you know, leg pain or circulation issues. And it was just so, so nice to see people come in and, and leave smiling, yeah, you know, and flushed red because their circulation was better. You know, we've had, we've had so many of those. It's, it's, it's not like you're working in a restaurant where you're people bitching because they're, their food's cold. You yeah, know, it's, uh-huh. people are leaving happy, so it's pretty easy to to convince somebody that they need to do it on a regular basis.
0: When you started, did you do any massages at all, or your wife?
1: No, neither one of us are massage therapists.
0: So, how did you go about like finding the right staff? I
1: tell you what, it was pretty darn easy because the first ad we placed, um, I can't remember how we worded it. It's been so long ago. Yellow pages. We take, take you. Uh, no, it wasn't Yellow Pages I don't even remember To be honest <laughs> with you, Julian I don't remember how we did that well, It was an ad in a paper, I guess Yeah, yeah Yeah, about uh, keeping you busy 40-hour work week or Work as many hours as you want um, All you do is bring your hands We supply everything else You know, uh-huh. uniform uh, You know, safe environment um, You know, they had they always carried their own insurance Because they had to Even to do, you know, independent massages They had to have their own insurance The state requires that so, it was like we had, I probably interviewed easily 100 people in three days. Whoa. And every one of them wanted the job because yeah. they couldn't believe that I was going to keep them busy with doing four to six, eight massages a day. You know, as many as they could handle, we would ask them, how many would you like to do? And they go, well, what do you mean? You give me more than a couple yeah. a week? And i go, you can probably get three or four a day if that's what you want. And they go, well, okay. I'd like to see that, you know? So, yeah in a nice way you know and um, then it was just it was simple it was really easy because they all wanted to they went to school and spent five or six grand on getting a massage license yeah that's what they wanted to do for a living but they couldn't yeah because they didn't they don't come out of school that school they don't teach you how to market yourself they don't teach you how to go get clients you know they don't give you a table they don't give you insurance they don't give you lotion towels sheets you got to supply all that on your own Uh And then to go to somebody's house, that's a liability in itself. Uh-huh. So we have them come to come to us, yeah. and it's safe. We, we we supply a really safe environment. To take so care of the employees.
0: It was easy for you to to get yes, all the workers easy. you needed. Yes, it's ah. it's still pretty easy. Really? Yeah. So there's still a lot of people who are doing home massages who still go to you because yep. they get way more work. And now there's you know there's multiple
1: locate uh, multiple. Um, Companies doing uh, massage businesses, so our type. Like I think there's one called Sue that's even an app now, but that's an in-home type of service. You know? uh-huh. And that's that's out there. Uh, there's other multiple um, uh, businesses doing the same type of membership-based massage, and then there's still the big high-end spas. So when Those did you start like, this one up? 2008, you said? No, it was 2004. Oh, okay, 2004.
0: Yeah. yeah and since then you've never run into really any big issues because i'm curious like being an entrepreneur right i would like to know if like there was something that you came across that was an issue that i can learn from right so you no know, the only really easy. big thing that we we have is is like keeping
1: franchisees focused uh um, because you know first of all they're entrepreneurs yes. you're an entrepreneur and and if i tried to tell you to do something you would not like that mm-hmm. you know um but if you're coming to me to use my intellectual property or buy my intellectual property with a with a uh, system already in place that works, it's proven. It's it's that that creates a conflict sometimes because mm. people will think they know what to do better than than we do, and it's not that we're saying we're better than you. It's just that we have a system that's proven. Yeah. All you got to do is follow it. Yeah. And you make money. You yep. know, you'd be happy, but. You know, there's there's always that situation where you have somebody come in and say, "Hey, you know, I can do this marketing stuff better for you. It costs less." Which they're just trying to make a living. You know, we can't we can't prevent that, but we also can't tell them what they have to do. We can give them, you know, the, the all the tools. But we uh, since they they own the intellectual property, you know, we support them and give them the in their best interest what they use mm-hmm. and, and how to use it and and, and you know support them. So that's the biggest challenge. That and just keeping them focused, yeah, is the main
0: thing. How do you go about accepting people who want to use your franchise name? Like, I'm assuming there's an. There's a process, process. yeah. yeah right.
1: there's, a, uh, there's everything, man. There's background checks, there's credit checks, there's, you know, uh, do they have the means? Do they have the, um, uh, the resources? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's about a 90 day process. Uh-huh. And they come down once they are approved. You know, uh, we're approving them; they're not approving us. Yeah. So it's like once we figured out they're a good fit, because we got to remember you. You know, you bring somebody in the system; they're they're going to reflect on the other people already in the system. Mm -hmm. You know, they could they could if they do bad, then it reflects on everybody else. It will hurt them. So we got to make sure they're a good fit. And they come down, we meet them, and we approve them. They don't approve us uh-huh. so it's like yeah they're a good fit they'll fit in good with the rest of the team and the rest of the franchisees and and uh, that's the way the process works and within six months to a year they got their own location
0: and uh, got the build out done and they're ready so I've always wondered with companies like um, you know like McDonald's their franchisees 7-Eleven franchise, um, how does it work as far as like advertising go do all of the locations pay you to do like let's say national so there's, advertising there's
1: an ad fund we charge a one percent to three uh, percent uh-huh. uh monthly ad fund that all that money funnel is into a national ad fund uh-huh. And mcdonald's does the same thing so uh consistency is the name of the game the reason mcdonald's McDonald's has got the shittiest food on the planet And you know that I know that Everybody at the box knows that Every smart human being knows that yeah, It's yeah. trying to take care of themselves But the reason they do so well Is because they're consistent uh-huh. And you can go to this McDonald's right here At Evans and 281 And, and grab a Big Mac And that Big Mac is going to taste the same As the one in Beijing, China mm-hmm. That's why people go there Because the you in, know what you're going to get
0: I've heard the ones in China are actually better though <laughs> Just because I don't know That's I've heard the quality well, But but I don't know how many
1: burgers are selling right now, but the Corona's going true. on. So. Oh. <laughs> that's
0: true. That's true. I heard there's no people even outside. People are just locked down. In well, there's like, um, there's like, there's uh, like,
1: there's like suburbs that are shut down. I mean, yeah. they don't let people in. You know,
0: there's videos online of people um, who the authorities are going and they're infected, but they're not saying they're infected, and the authorities are literally grabbing them and dragging them to take them because they don't want them out infecting more. It's crazy. Wow. But what's crazy is like this, obviously it's an outbreak, right? And it's something new, but essentially it's the flu virus, but we have no idea what it is. But I've read that like 10,000 people have died of the flu here in the United States this year. And the number in China is like 881, but the flu is so common. And so like we've seen it, right? And it's just not being... Talked about just because the coronavirus is what's new right which is going off on a tangent but no no so yeah. consistency explain yeah. it, it's just like
1: it's the same as mcdonald's if you if you go into a massage heights here in stone oak or the one here for boulevardia in off Boulevardi 46 and you get that deep tissue massage or you get that elevated service the hot stone the process has to be the same you yeah. know you don't want to uh, go into one and the stone is done at the end of the session instead of when it's supposed to be done at the beginning mm. of the session or vice versa so everything's got to be consistent because that's what brings people back I mean think about it you know you go somewhere and, and the experience is not like the one that you went to yeah earlier whether it was in a different city or, or across town it it leaves a little mark in you, you know, you for sure. know if you're going to go back there and say, well, shit, I don't know what is going to happen next time I go in, you know. Yeah. So just being consistent it's with everything. It's yeah. Workouts. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Know? Eating. Yeah. It's everything. man. Eating
0: clean. And- yeah. So have you, um, I'm assuming, you know, as somebody who is considered um, a leader and a mentor towards the people who are using your Massage Heights name. Have you ever had an instance where you had somebody come up with an idea that you implemented yes. nationally?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's a good question. We uh, we often poll our franchisees for for ideas, for uh-huh. you know, and we got the three tiered membership idea actually from a franchisee probably three or four years after we opened. And what that means is you buy a um, three different levels of membership, which include. Elevated services with it already, instead of having to add it on. Okay. So, like your your um, your basic membership, you know, your foundation membership is just your your sixty bucks a month or fifty bucks a month, depending on the area that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, includes a massage. You got your elevated, you know, membership that's going to include a, an add out on, which is either a foot scrub or uh, you know a hot stone massage. And you got uh, your your uh, pinnacle membership, which includes. The two or three different types of uh, add-ons. Oh, okay. So that actually came from a, a franchisee. Uh huh. Yeah. So they, there's a lot of good ideas, and we take we often poll for that, which makes them feel important. For sure. And if we use it, you know, it's 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 good for the whole system, you know. But it's something that we'll test over a few months just to make sure. As long as it takes, we'll test it for a year if we have to before we introduce it to the system. Because if it doesn't work, it'll be detrimental.
0: Yeah, you know, to everybody. So, how do you go about that? You test it at what? A couple locations? Our corporate and... locations, yeah. Okay. The ones
1: that Shane and I own.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so you test it. We own our own, own, own our own. We own
1: a, we own two of our own, um, and then we uh, have a partner in in another. So, uh huh. So we'll you... test them there uh, just to make sure uh, with our corporate staff and with the the staff that we have at the at the at the retreats, uh-huh. um, and roll it out once it's tested and it's working, and we know that it's gonna be a, a good fit.
0: So here's another question for you. Failure, failure's huge, right? As being an entrepreneur, you have to continue to fail, continue to fail, continue to fail, and there's the saying that you may not be able to do something, but it's not that you can't do something, is that you can't do it yet, right? So like, as an entrepreneur, you have to continue to persevere and stuff.
1: There's always failure before success. Yeah. Always, when I mean, tells you they've been successful from very get go, it's not true, uh-huh. and that's why you That's how you learn, you know. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, there's there's franchisees that you know we've we've had to close a few stores because the franchisees just got disengaged. Mm. You know, things would come up. Um, you know, maybe a divorce, or maybe just you know got disinterested, and and maybe found another. I don't know It's just weird We hear hear different stories Yeah We've had to shut down Some stores in the past But that's with every business Mm -hmm. You know Any franchise I'll have to do that eventually If something's not running right And we can't fix it Yeah I mean we can't go in And run the location for them We can only give them the tools So Mm -hmm. it's up to them So You know You can imagine how hard that Or how important That approval process has to be Oh yeah Yeah We just can't give it to anybody Because it affects everybody Uh huh so, so you're looking out for the whole team when you add one new member. You have to. Yeah. yeah you have to think about everybody's good, good, good interest, good will.
0: What has been the um, like most important thing to you as far as communication goes with your team? So like you have to learn how to communicate, right? You have to learn how to be a good leader. But as far as communication goes, is it like adapting to each person or... Yeah,
1: you kind of learn over <clears throat> after... After a few months, how to to manage? You got to manage people differently. It's Mm -hmm. like if you got a team, you're going to have to manage. I don't know, you know, people that that run teams that are or have teams underneath them. They know that they have to manage people differently. You know, my wife is currently and has been the president for the while of of our business, and she's the the spokesperson. She's much better looking than me. She's a female, (laughs) and she does a really really good job. She's uh, she's she's super. And she does a, a wonderful job. So she has to create relationships. We all do, but uh, we both do, and and uh, and, and all the corporate staff does to 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 make sure that you know uh, communications there. You know, um, whatever we have that needs to get out to the system gets out to the system. You know, we have to be liked, but we also have to be respected. We have yeah. to, and and vice versa. You know that that the franchisees have to uh have to be respected
0: too yeah mm-hmm. uh, big time so um with with this this obviously getting bigger did you ever have any other entrepreneurial endeavors that you have tried doing or has this been your main
1: well man i came i've only actually i've only had this kind, of, kind of crazy i had three real jobs my whole life so it's like i don't if, if i'm gonna do something i am gonna put my heart and soul in it and um you know, my dad always, my dad just always instilled a great work ethic in all of us. You know, being military, you can imagine, you know, they don't, yeah. he didn't screw around with us. You know, if we did something wrong, we paid for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, it, that just, it just registered with me. You know, just always do your best and treat people the way you want to be treated. And, you know, uh, I expect a lot from my kids. I expect a lot from, you know, um. Franchisees, when we, we, we train them, when we we uh, you know we give them every tool that they need. You know, there's no reason why you shouldn't be successful. Yep. You know, I mean, there's things that happen. We understand that. I understand that. But um, for the most part, it's it's just that communication and and, and uh, you know, it's it's just, it's tough in a, in in general, just managing entrepreneurs. Yes, it's tough, man. When somebody thinks they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And
0: even if they do know what they're doing, it's just tough. Yeah, I'm assuming you have to look for people that are coachable, right? Like Absolutely. Yeah. Can and you t- listen, man. <laughs> just Can listen. you tell right off the bat when somebody's not going to be coachable or somebody's not going to be...
1: Yeah. It, it, it. Yes. Yeah, you can. I'm sure you can, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there are some people. Yeah. What is the yeah, biggest it's like, like it's like these CrossFit guys, you know, it's like uh they're the, probably the toughest ones to coach, you know. Uh-huh. I mean with the Henshaw's training class a couple months ago, I think I told you this, but I was talking to a few guys at the box and he was saying, you know, he, this guy coaches froning and all the the top pros and he says he coaches 40 to 50 athletes every year at the games. He said there's three or four of them that are coachable. Yeah. The other ones aren't. Mhm. Can imagine, right? The A-type personalities and Mhm. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> so, what
0: what got you into CrossFit? What when did you start that?
1: Man, uh, interesting. Uh, you asked that because it's kind of crazy. I don't think too many people know this story, but I st- started when I was fifty years old. I mean, I've always worked out my whole life, but it was global gym type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, worked out in college, we had to. You know, it was all the basic movements. You know, and and besides running, and we we did a lot of weightlifting and. But uh, I don't remember exactly when it was, but my wife went to a CrossFit class in Stone Oak, the um, one that Jason Washa owned. Okay. Um, he opened up, and she uh, got invited by a friend of hers, Joy D, and they, they went together for a couple times. She was coming home. She was going telling me, oh, my God, you know, we just did this CrossFit class. It's unbelievable. And I was like, oh, yeah, I bet that was kind of, you know, little fluffy and stuff like that you know cuz it was all girls you know i'd never ah, heard of ah, it you know never heard of crossfit no. before and uh and she goes no it's it's a little different i go well can i go with you and she goes yeah I, jason said bring bring people you know come try it out and dude i went and the first time i went the very first workout was fight gone bad yeah and it was I got murdered. It was like <laughs> I was laying on the floor paralyzed. I couldn't move and I was just like looking up. And Jason was looking at me, dude, you alright? I go, man, this <laughs> this kicked my ass. I can't wait to come back and get some more of this. You know, it's yeah. kind of crazy. He didn't expect me to say that, but it was awesome. You know, I, I never felt like that beat up in my life, but I it was like a crazy feeling. It wasn't that I couldn't I don't know. It was just weird. It uh-huh. was. Just, it felt good, but it hurt at the same time. It was a hurt good, you know, or good hurt, I guess, as you say. But I went back, and and he's he's such a likable guy anyway, and oh, you know, sure. we built a good relationship. And he and then the open came up, and he was going, "Dude, you ought to do this," and you know, your age group, blah blah blah. And I said, "Yeah, I'll do it," you know, because I've always a competitor, I'm always been a competitor, and it kind of kind of re-energized me, you know, and kind of uh-huh. made me look at the broader picture about working out and what's good for you and, and started eating healthy. And we had speakers come in and talk about nutrition and, uh-huh. you know, uh, just took a turn for the, for, for good, you know, it was So awesome. when,
0: did, when did you make the games? How many years in were you?
1: Uh, five years in and about the four, the four and a half year, mm-hmm. uh, What really motivated me is we started doing these local competitions and and, uh, we did uh, the fittest games and I was like in second place going to the final uh, workout and I ended up getting fourth or fifth and I was upset. I was pissed and and, uh, I just told myself I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to win this thing the next year. Oh, shit. So then I talked to my wife. I said, listen, you got to, you know, I want to do this. It's going to be you know, I'm not going to be at work as, as much as I was. Are you okay with that? I had to get her support. She was the president at the time. I was VP and still doing a lot of work and stuff. And I, she goes, yeah, you know, if that's what you want to do, go for it. So that that whole situation was about us getting to the games. Of, and I wouldn't even focus on the games so much as I was winning the fittest games the next year. Mm, because that's, because that's really, the one that, you... that That's what really got me. Yeah. And uh, so I, I trained and... and uh, Jason was was coaching me, and and I was getting help from a, a few other people and stuff, and and uh, and then at you know the, at the time the fittest games I think were during January, and then the, the open came up, and I was aging up to uh-huh. the fifty five group, and and uh, anyway I ended up uh, tying for first the fittest games that next year, which I was totally happy with, and then uh, then the open came up, and what was crazy because at the time. Uh, you know, we were doing workouts and training really hard, and, and I, I knew I was in pretty good shape. So uh, Jason and I said, hey, I, I told him, I said, hey, let me do some of those workouts they did it at regionals last year mm-hmm. in my age group. And um, I don't remember, what, I think it was 100 wall balls, 100 pull-ups, and 100 and something else was one of the regional workouts. And I ended up doing it. At uh, at the age fifty five, uh, when I was still fifty four, but I was aging up by before the game started, and I ended, I ended up getting like tenth best score that year in the world. Yeah, in the world. And Jason and I were looking. Wow, this is this is pretty cool. I think I can do this. So then I did the open, ended up getting eleventh in the open, and we uh, we did regionals, ended up getting twelfth. Holy shit! So made it through the games. It was incredible. It was uh, just I can't even explain it, man. It was an experience. I,
0: where was oh, well, that at? Where was the games at? It was
1: in uh California in Los Angeles, Carson. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Home Depot Center, I think yeah. it's called. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was the Home Depot Center at the time. It was amazing. Got to meet a lot of different people, a lot of people from all over the world, different yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it was crazy. It was good.
0: So did were you into like um following other CrossFit competitors and, and Yeah,
1: Rich Phoning was the man. we we'd go we went uh two or three years before Fifteen to watch, uh-huh. you know, Jason. Oh, okay. Before his, you even made yeah, it, his cousin, yeah, because I was so into it, you know, and everybody at the time, uh, you know, you always hear Crossfitters. I always have to tell you about CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was us, man. That was me, uh-huh. and just so involved with it. And we we go to the games, we watch these guys, and wow, I want to work out in that tennis stadium. I want to work out at that track, you know. They didn't have the master let the masters go in a tennis stadium, but they did let us go in the soccer arena. The, the year I went for the first time, it was pretty cool working out on that, that turf with Zeus, and yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. You know, had had Froning really, really that was the guy we really followed and liked at the time because he was like three or four time champ at the time. He was God. Met a couple other guys. Uh, um, Daniel Tominski, which his nickname is Boom Sauce. We saw him compete when I first started up in San Marcos, and this was a guy that was a former heroin addict. Oh shit! And he kicked the habit, and the guy made it to the games two or three times. Uh, it, he was amazing. You know, just stories like that you hear and yeah. read about. Just so. So inspiring man, you know listen stuff like that and talk to these guys finally getting to talk to him Getting to talk to Rich Froning taking a picture with him. It's like wow. I'm in heaven man Yeah, you know
0: at my age (laughs) And it just goes to show that like no matter where you are you can always reset You know, there's never like a as long as you're alive As long as you're alive you have the opportunity to reset. Yep. and and start say never keeps me young. So you're successful in business. You were successful in CrossFit when you when you competed And um, I know that um, one of I think it's Warren Buffett's quote: um, "An idiot with a with a plan will always defeat a genius without a plan." Absolutely. What is the importance of strategy? Like, so you, I'm assuming you've had strategies in business, you've had strategies in in competing. You know? Yeah. What were um, What are some things that you could you know relate to others as far as like the importance of Having a strategy. And having,
1: ha, like plan. you said, having a plan, having a having a layout and knowing what you're going to be faced with in mm-hmm. order to do that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, um, you see younger people uh, always saying, well, yeah, I'm going to do that. Well, that's great. I want you to do that. But let's let's figure out how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people just say I'm going to do it and then once they fail it's like oh, I can't do it but if they didn't that's because they didn't have a plan mm-hmm. you know or a good strategy going into it you know I knew what in CrossFit I knew in business what I needed to do I knew what my weaknesses were and it's it's really hard because nobody likes to talk about or work about work on their weaknesses you know whether it's business or CrossFit you know it's tough mm-hmm. because you don't like it yeah. you know but the only way you get better is to face those and, and, and strategize how you can get better at it Mm -hmm. you know whether it takes you know a month or it takes a year you know it took me two or three years to get good at double unders yeah that's just the way it was but i still did them yeah it's just things happen like that instead of getting discouraged and saying i'm never going to do them just kept practicing them you know and eventually
0: you're going to get it yeah no matter what yep yeah if you just be determined so in business what have you said? Like, so you said, you know, you always gotta like um, be able to look at yourself and um, recognize your your what you're not good at and and what you can improve on. What is something where, like, in your years, you have seen yourself grow and can say, like, when I first started, I was ignorant about this or I was just terrible at, let's say, communication. What's something it, that you? My
1: communication was good. It, it what was good about us, my wife and I, is that. You know you hear a lot about people uh everybody i talk to is i don't know how you work together you know being married and stuff it's tough i'm telling you right now it is tough we we have our ups and downs but what we what we know is that we all we each have our things that we're good at yeah you know she's got uh uh, great skills um you know um we both have good communication skills she's got i'm more of operations type she's more of a visionary type you know comes up with great ideas and you know with with our two different personalities we just we gel mm-hmm. you know and there's not you know believe me there's times that we don't you know and and we hash it out and and uh try not to talk too much about it at home you know yeah. uh, but uh you know somehow or another we figure it out you know mm-hmm. with get together with other staff and and uh you know her, her uh, older or younger brother works with us too and, and he's always got a lot of good ideas he had a couple businesses himself, so we'll bring him in and you know he helps out a lot um, with, uh-huh.
0: with with the business too has there ever been anything that where you said like going through your journey in your business have looked at yourself and been like this is something where I recognized was an issue and I was able to overcome it you personally as a business owner Man, I'm sure
1: there it's been Multiple just a lot times. of learning on the go. <laughs> a lot of learning, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, taking taking chances. I mean, taking, yeah. you know, going for things. I mean, um, I, if you have got an idea, man, go for it. You know, just just do it, and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll figure out if if we, if it doesn't work, we'll figure out how to fix it. It might take a little longer, but the main thing is you just don't give up. Man. Yeah, yeah. You can't give up and so just go for it, it. have you always been a risk taker pretty much yeah I'm not afraid uh-huh. yeah because I know that um, you know I've always worked um, I've always had to uh, do stuff on, on my own basically you know I, I credit a lot to my wife and, and the people around me for, for driving me you, mm-hmm. know, you know helping me get to the things that I've done you know and, and I just I just love to compete man I love to I love to win mm-hmm. you know I just in my blood, you know. Was I ever... credit my three older brothers for oh, obviously for beating sure. the shit out. I
0: mean, know, yeah, just wanting to be better than they were. I was talking about that with Heather. Just like growing up with siblings, and especially older siblings, a lot of times it just drives you to be better, just because you're surrounded by somebody who's always picking on you, or
1: yeah, and they're bigger and they're better. Uh-huh. But you, they, you know, I idolize them. You know, yeah growing up so then they were always in athletics you know they were always you know in sports and whether it was peewee baseball or you know we only had baseball growing up it was a uh, club type sport yeah but we all played it you know somehow or another my mom and dad got us to all the practices you know and and uh i credit them a lot the love and and dedication to do that
0: uh-huh oh shoot there's something i was about to say about risk but i totally just forgot all right, well, here's something else. Um okay, so you've been you've found success in both business and in in entrepreneurship and your um like the CrossFit for example. Have you ever felt like this feeling of like imposter syndrome where you see these people and you've heard of like these successful people, you've heard of these competitors and you're there, but you don't feel like you deserve to be there even though you've put in the work yes does that make sense
1: yes it does yes it does i feel like i felt like that when i i felt like that when i when i when i saw the leaderboard i'm like you know the year i went to the games it's like i can't believe this man out of everybody in the world i'm number 11 i go i don't i don't think i deserve to be here yeah you know it's crazy and then it's kind of like you know you get the support of people around you and and you know my wife and my kids and and everybody at the box and all my friends and even the guys i grew up with it's like dude you put in the work you deserve to be there and i i did you know uh-huh. i really did i worked my ass off you know and i got surgeries to to, <laughs> to vouch for it what but surgeries uh, you? Well, i had a su- shoulder surgery yeah i tore my labrum um but that was a couple years ago so um but you know what it, it, it it's okay mm-hmm. i I I'd do it again
0: <laughs> Cause, yeah because I've heard like with other successful people that are like you know um, I think that's why we're
1: that's why people like that are good because yes. they don't accept that yes if I were to say oh yeah I you know I deserve did it yeah I deserve it and I flaunted it and I told everybody you know it, no it's not not right yeah it's
0: not right interesting yeah so you are somebody who obviously surrounds yourself with people who want to be better. You're somebody I surround myself with, because I know that when I'm around with you, or I'm around you, I'm around other people in the box. Y'all push me to be better. Was there a point in your life where you weren't surrounded by people and you had to come out of that and tell yourself, you know, I'm not going down the path I want to be going down? Man, you know what?
1: I honestly I never had really any. Serious situations like that because I grew up in a small town and all the people that I knew we were all so much alike You know, there was some people that did some bad things So we just didn't hang out with those people, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, my, my best friends Parents would discipline me just like my parents uh, and that's the way it was yeah. back then, you know I mean if you did something wrong my best friend's dad whipped my ass and you know, my my dad would say thank you Yeah, you know, I mean not really to that extreme but you know what I mean, I mean mm-hmm. we respected everybody and that's the way we were brought up you know um, it, it's I always you know it, it was I always had those people around me for some reason I think it's you know you pick who you, you know for sure. you, you become who you surround yourself with so if you want to be good surround your pe- yourself with people that are better than you Yep. Um, like I always tell my wife I said you know I'm going to hire people that are smarter than me. Yep. I got a problem telling you that. That's genius to yep. me. Yep. You know, I'm not afraid to say I don't know something. If I don't know it, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to know it. Yeah, you know, I'm
0: going to find out. If you're not the smartest in the room, or I mean, or if you're you smartest, are, you're in the wrong room, yep. bro. Yep. Yeah. If you're the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know. You have any um people you look up to in business, or that you that you like uh, read about, or? any books you read from certain authors man jeff bezos yeah uh, he's he's incredible character. yeah he's fascinating
1: man you know um he's amazing uh you know just anybody and in, and in, in, in that's a leader yeah you know um i love reading about um yeah he's 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 one of the guys i really really admire uh-huh. And not just because he's the richest guy in the world, but because of the way he was brought up and mm-hmm. the, the, uh, everything
0: he went through and, and stuff. So. so I've talked to Heather. Last time I talked to Heather, she's somebody who's in a high position at iHeartMedia. And um, I just talked about like the importance of routine, the importance of habits. Yes. When did you develop a routine where... Have you always had a routine? Have you always been disciplined? Yes. I have. I love having a routine i love uh,
1: managing my time uh-huh i try to uh you know we do that with our kids um you know i don't like things being out of place or unorganized um it's not that i'm really like that a type but i am to a sense for certain things but um i've always been like that man I, you know um it's just the way I've, I've been I mean I don't know any other way I think it comes from a military dad and, yeah. and just making sure that you know he always instilled to us to to be honest and treat people the way you want to be treated and you know if you did something wrong you gotta pay for it if you make bad decisions you gotta pay for it and don't bitch about it yep and what is your routine take like? take it should I get up at 5.15 every morning man every morning that's my peace and quiet I don't okay. have the kids I don't have you know anybody in my ear my time you get you know, most sure of your work done in the morning yeah, for at least an hour and a half check emails and uh do breakfast for the for the, the little one that's at home now and my wife and uh, she's not a morning person but you know i'll get her up and get her coffee and yep. Yeah. you know we try to have coffee every once in a while if we can if it allows and then i always take the little one to school uh-huh. and being an entrepreneur and have your own business you can kind of work your own schedule um but uh, you know, and, then, and hit the box in the morning, and then go home and shower, and hit work. You know, do the work I need to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So to get started um, in this business or the business that you're now running, what were your days like as far as like you know, entrepreneurs spend fourteen, fifteen oh, hours. Oh, it was day. long days, man. When Tell we me. first opened, you know, it's like you
1: know, dumping all that money, almost our total life savings, into that business, and having no choice but to make sure that it works. Yeah, you know and uh, just reading, learning, uh, talking to people, um, you know, getting getting the place built out. And I did most of it on my own to save money. Um, it wasn't much, but it was enough to get us started, and um, it took off, and trying to keep up, man. You know, there were there were long days. I mean, I ran the business by myself for the, probably the first year, While well, she kept the other job, because we needed it. We needed mm-hmm. that income. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we opened up the one in Stone Oak, the second location, uh, with the income from the first one, um, that's when she quit that job, and then uh, she she helped me out uh, full time. Yeah, yeah, fourteen hour days, like they say, at at least. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It was it was. You know what? The never phased us because we were having so much fun. You Mm -hmm. know, we had her mom helping us out with the kids and. You know, other other friends and family would help us out. You know, yeah. Uh, had some really good support from a lot of people. Uh-huh. You know, it's, again, it's those people that you surround yourself
0: with that you can count on, man. You know, it makes all the difference in the world. So here's a question for you. I've asked Heather this, so I'm curious, and I, I wanna <clears throat> just get an idea of like what's out there, what people learn to. What are your passions besides improving yourself and your business? you have any outside passions? Any any things that you love to do on the weekends? Or I love to travel. Um, Where have you my been? wife and I? Oh gosh, all over. Our business took
1: us, yeah, far east. Took us to you know um, the Middle East. You uh-huh. know. Um, we've been everywhere man a lot of different places Not I shouldn't say everywhere but we've been a lot of really cool places been very blessed uh-huh. very fortunate to do that because we're in a YPO organization what is that uh, for business young presidents organization and that allows us to uh, meet like minded people people in business that run their own businesses and then we travel there's a uh, there's an event each year that's in a different country where mm-hmm. we go and learn um, you know talk to there's different speakers and Just talking about business and how to thrive and how to make things better and meeting different entrepreneurs and different people, you know, people like us, even people not like us, and it's it's amazing getting to see some really cool cool things. Yeah, Yeah, it's been it's been really cool.
0: Is Massage Heights international or no?
1: Uh, yes, we are in Canada. Ah, yeah, yeah, we we so man, my wife would know this better than I would, but we've already been in Canada for at least ten years. Yeah, oh, 12 shit. years probably. we got about 25 locations
0: so how was that getting into a different
1: well we had an interest from someone in uh-huh. Canada and, uh, contact us you know 10-12 years ago wanting to wanting to develop the Canadian market and they they were we approved them they were very uh, very well off you know had good a lot of resources had their own businesses that were much like franchise businesses and and uh, they started it and we support it. They're like a master franchiseor there, so they're they're supporting it, and we just uh, we split in the royalty with them.
0: Was uh, it different getting into another country? Like yes, The rules, you know, the regulations. The,
1: yeah, absolutely. It took a little while to get all that. You know, and a few thousand dollars with attorneys. You can imagine to try uh, to get that yeah. paperwork done. But you know, with the exchange rate and stuff like that, and the different um, laws, you know, it's, it's a little different. But it was it was good. You plan to move. Um, or move to other countries and, and start up. You know, we had some interest in Europe, it never never panned out. Just uh-huh. wasn't the wrong fit. It was yeah wasn't the right fit. Uh huh. Yeah. So what's next? Just grow the market here, man. We could still grow a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more. There's well, plenty of room. What about other endeavors? Anything? Or is this what you're man, I don't on? know. I'm getting up there where I don't know how much more <laughs> how much more you can do. I can on. do, yeah. Yeah. I, I uh you know, I love talking to people and helping people out. I love that. You know, um, my wife does the same thing. You know, we're we're always there to to help people. You know, in any manner, whether it be business or or anything else. Yeah. You know, raising kids, we've got some very, especially raising girls, being mm-hmm. a girl dad. <laughs> girl dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know, kind of ready to slow down a little bit. I think. Maybe. Ah, okay. Getting getting up there.
0: you plan on staying here? Yeah. In SA? I think so. My wife
1: loves Colorado. Uh, I want to move to Colorado. (laughs) She loves Boulder. I think we might spend a few weeks in Boulder this summer. Oh, right on. If we can. You fish? No, I don't, man. I mean, I did growing up, but used to hunt fish. I just don't, I don't, I don't hunt anymore. I stopped that 10, 15, 20 years ago. I just don't do it anymore. Uh Um, Fish I'll do, you know, if I'm invited or we go to the coast or something like that and do a excursion. It's always fun. Yeah. I love doing that whether it's with friends or with family
0: or both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, goal setting. You're a goal setter? Yeah. Do you set how do you go about like like managing your goals? Do you do like short-term goals and then you have your long-term goals? Do you do like weekly goals? Well, for business it's 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 short and long. You know, we
1: we kind of lay out where we, like for instance a number of of retreats we want to have by this year, uh, the amount of revenue we want to have, you know, it's it's uh, and then and then, you know, kind of work back from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, how are we going to get there? Lay it all out, and you know, it's 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 a long process, but that's the only way you can get there, man. Yeah, you just can't say, okay, well, I'm going to do, you know, we're going to do five point six or six point five million in EBITDA this year. Well, you can't say that yes. without having a plan, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, and then following that plan, is, you got to be diligent about it, you know. So, it's, uh, it's fun and it's stressful, but hey, everything is.
0: So, <laughs> me being an aspiring entrepreneur, um, what would you say as far as like the most important things I need to be aware of or keep in mind while I am taking on certain endeavors? I think so Jim, sure. Jim for... Belvano
1: said it. The seven words. What is that? Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. <laughs> Just uh, stay focused, man. It's easy to g- get out of focus. Yeah. Stay focused. I mean, I think you're the type of guy. From what I've seen and know about you, that you know you shouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, you you uh, you know I, I've known you for three a years. few years. Yeah, yeah, man, and I know that where you were three years ago compared just in CrossFit now, mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you're have you killing it, dude. Appreciate that. So um, I admire that. I love seeing stuff like that, man. I love it. Absolutely adore it. Um, you know, don't... It's like the media. The media always plays things out to be worse than what they actually are. Don't ever think that things are worse than what they they could be. You know, think that they're going to be hard, but mm-hmm. think, also know that it's going to take a lot of hard work to get there. It's mm-hmm. not going to come easy, dude. Nothing comes easy in this life, in your life. Nothing will. And nothing's free. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have that game plan. Have that focus. Have that determination. Um, the discipline. Discipline's a huge part of it, man. One of the most you know, important, right? That day you don't feel like getting up to work out, get your ass out of bed to go work out or get get your ass out of bed to go check on that location or yeah, to talk to that franchisee or to talk to that person that... Is going to be an integral part of your business, you know. And basically, it's going to come from you.
0: Yep. I'm the one holding myself back, right?
1: That's it. Nobody's going to do it for you, man. Yeah. And if you want it bad enough, you'll
0: figure out how to get it. Yeah. Sweet. All right, question. Last thing. (laughs) you have any cool quotes or anything that you like to live by? Man, dude. It's interesting
1: you answered that. Uh, I'm sorry. Asked that question. I don't know if you watched the... uh, Did you watch the Academy Awards last
0: night? I I saw a little bit about it, but no, I haven't.
1: Joaquin Phoenix won the Best Actor, right? Yeah, and his brother, you know, uh, Phoenix, died of a drug overdose Uh when he was 17 years old, I think, 17, 18 years old. River Phoenix. River Phoenix, yeah. Um, And at the end of his speech last night, he said, "My," he was tearing up, and I might tear up, but he said, "My brother wrote this quote when he was 16 years old." And it just stuck with me, man. Um, he said, he said, run to the rescue with love and peace will follow. Mm. I think that's Beautiful. so cool, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I just, it stuck with me. I just thought, it, it, I just heard that this morning, or last night, and it just stuck with me. I mean, it, whether it's relative or not, it just, it, it, it just stuck with me. One thing I've always told my kids, uh, you know, every time I talk to them, or every you know, most you know, when when we get together, or whatever, I always leave them with, with I always want them to be safe and be respectful. Those two things are are what I always tell them. Mm-hmm. Besides, I love them, of course. You know, mm-hmm. you want to tell them as much as possible. Every every opportunity you get, somebody to tell me you love them, you need to tell them that. Yeah, because you know, you think about you could be here one day and not here the next. You know, but the Kobe situation is yeah, crazy. Absolutely. So be safe and be respectful. I think that sums it all
0: up. Yeah. And come with love and peace will follow. That's right, man. Beautiful. (laughs) All right, Wayne. We'll have to do this again, but I don't want to hold you too long. I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you for coming by. I loved it. And thanks for the words. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. It inspires me to continue to work hard. Like having these conversations with people like you um, fuel my fire to be better and and to continue to improve. Well,
1: good. Thank you very much for having me, man. Anytime. Thank you. All right. Beautiful.